Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We're thrilled to have everybody here. And we are going to get started to have an October Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We're thrilled to have everybody here. I've already had another meeting earlier with some new people. And so I've just had fun tonight. And I'm just excited for everybody that is coming in. And I had our 50th anniversary without my dear husband. <laughs> Hallelujah! We are still going strong and 50 years on Saturday. And Saturday night is when I got married originally at 7 p.m. So I just hope you all like those pretty pictures I sent you. And I opened it up to a friend and got my album out. And I said, now here's all the people. And Lori did it and made an album at 40th anniversary. So we went through that. And I just had an awesome, and I got red, rose, white, and red and white roses from her. Isn't that nice? So anyway, I had a great time, and um, we went out to dinner with some of the family, and it was just a beautiful day, a beautiful day. And I got to work on my teaching. <laughs> so I'm working on, and I said, how awesome is this? Who would have believed I'd be doing this now, but I am so blessed because after 23 years being restored, it means so much more. And when you get your marriage restored, your marriage is going to be so valuable, so special to you. Your wife, your husband are going to be so valuable, so special to you. And I hope you're stirring up the fire and rekindling all that love right now so that they're so valuable and you're not thinking all those evil thoughts and those nasty thoughts you shouldn't be thinking about because that's not Jesus thinking that. That's the enemy thinking those little thoughts and shooting fiery darts at you. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you, I'm not as old as you think. <laughs> I got married at 16. <laughs> or younger. <laughs> anyway, I just had to tell you how exciting it was. Psalm 37, you can turn to it. I'm going to do a mini teaching on this really quick. This is our opening tonight, and it's just going to turn right into what I'm going to continue to teach, and I'm really excited about tonight um, for many reasons, but um, I have just been blessed. To, I love writing teachings for Rejoice. Monday nights and think about where they're going and around the world and I just think isn't God awesome so this is for us and it's for all the ones that are going to listen to this now 
or in the future, and we are just going to pray the Holy Spirit is just going to touch us. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. Thank you for letting me be alive for the 50th anniversary of our marriage. And Lord, I just give you the praise and the glory for Bob and our marriage and remarriage and all what you have done in the last years. We give you all the glory and honor and praise. We are out to serve you. We want to say marriage is for life. We must not, even if we have a hiccup in the marriage, even if we have a disaster, a crisis in our marriage, we need to know that we need to turn to the Lord and ask him to restore, rebuild, resurrect, and may we learn to love our spouses unconditionally. May we learn to be obedient. May we even were the ones that may have had a critical spirit or anger issues or or we were not knowing how to respect our husbands. It could have been anything. Or we, the men, could have been not loving to us. Or my husband abusive. Or it could have been an unfaithfulness going on. It doesn't matter. We know that we can forgive and we can rebuild any situation. Drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. Pornography. We can rebuild the marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. May we believe that with God, nothing is too hard for him to do. And if he can build the Noah's Ark, Noah can build the Noah's Ark by God's instructions, he can give us instructions how to rebuild our marriage on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, I just pray you will touch every one of our standards listening or being here and made all their circumstances that seem like a huge mountain, may you just melt it like wax, and may it just go thrown into the deepest ocean, and we start rebuilding and start remolding and renewing our mind to think of our Lord that he can do it all. May we think of our husbands and our children and our family members, and may we start to love them unconditionally, and may we choose to turn the other cheek, go the other mile. May we choose to take the word and apply it to every word that's in this Bible. Apply it to our lives, to our marriages, to our family, to our careers, to our work that he's going to provide, that he is going to be our protector, our advocate, our deliverer. And Lord, we just praise you that we've got you in our heart, in our lives, and we know who we can call on. And we just give you the praise and the glory. Anoint this night. Anoint this teaching. Anoint the singing every minute, every second of Rejoice Pompano tonight. May you anoint it. And may it be a blessing for everyone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Psalm 37. You've had time to find it now. And this is for the beginning to get started, to give you hope and encouragement. And we're going to open up verses 1 through 9, and I'm going to do a little mini teaching for everybody to get on the same wavelength. And you've been all um, going through traffic and praying that you don't get hit, and nobody would have rage coming after you. So we're just going to say Psalm 37, do not fret. Fret means worry, okay? So I'll just help you. Do not fret because of evil men. That may be at your spouse right at this moment. You may put that in the category of your spouse. Or it be, could be the category of the other person. You could say, oh, the other person is the evil one. I'm just saying, let us pray for anybody that is 
unchristlike and not acting like a believer or is not walking a godly Christ-like lifestyle right now, okay? That is giving you difficulties. It could be in-laws, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be the church that doesn't even agree with you. Your pastor may not agree with you. It, it can be anything. They may say, like with me, it was, Bob's never going to change. How many times do you have to forgive him? So that doesn't matter because we know God, I, I, we found out with me, God is greater. Do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. And you know what? Envious? Or I'm going to put another word in there. Do not be jealous. Because how many I know uh, get very jealous of when they go on the trip that you were supposed to go on. Does that ring a bell? And I'm saying to you, do not be envious, do not be jealous, because that is not of God, and you just need to keep focused and keep your eyes on the good Lord, and he will help you through it, and you have got to trust the Lord. Do not be envious of those who do wrong, for like the grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. There is my verse three I love, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You need to totally understand that trust is so vital in your walk with the Lord. Do you have that as a Christian character? Um, do you have that? Do you trust the Lord or do you worry? You need to trust the Lord with every area of your life and your restoration process. And do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight, love him. I mean, have a relationship with him. Enjoy time with him. And he will give you the desires of your heart. And the desires of his heart are his will. And that's the, uh, a concordance reference. So I want to tell you, verse 4, I'm going to um, be teaching about this tonight. But when the enemy shoots you with fiery darts of the evil one and thoughts in your mind, and you have a battle for your mind going on, would you learn to start a notebook? And I would love you to start having when things happen, you have the circumstance, but then you have a promise from God. And the promise from God is going to supersede the fiery dart from the devil. Does that make sense? So we're going to start a list, and we're going to talk about it tonight. But do you see the promises that you can start claiming right now and using? Will you trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture? Will you delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart? What are the desires of your heart? You know what they are. So when you start having the enemy talk to you about the non-covenant marriage, you talk to them about a baby, or you talk about possibly a divorce, you are going to say, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. So, the, man, there is a scripture, two or three scriptures right there that we need to be praying, because it says, do not worry. And I know some of us don't sleep because we worry. Okay, now, verse 5, this is all nuggets of gold. You can probably write all these scriptures down because they're all going to be verses you're going to want to use. Maybe one verse, maybe two verses. But these are very strong. It says, commit your way to the Lord. That's necessity. That is a necessity. Tonight, that's my prayer, that you will go 
and you will commit some time, recommit, ask God for forgiveness, that you will recommit your life, your stand, your, your anxiety, your fear, your doubt, your unbelief. Recommit it to the Lord, your marriage, and say, I am recommitting my heart and life to you, Lord. I am going to be married for life. And, and you're going to stand firm on that, but you're going to commit your way to the Lord, and, tr and there's those words again. Circle them. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn. Righteousness is Christ-likeness, okay? Shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Verse 7, and many standards have had this scripture given to them by the Lord. It may leap off the page, but I'm just going to tell you, this is one that's for you if you're very anxious, if you're nervous. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. You need to really circle verse 7 you really need to understand that regardless of where you are, and if you're in the process of marriage restoration right now, you need to trust in the Lord regardless of all things. Remember, your spouse is talking about coming home. They are home. You're, they're testing the waters. Regardless, be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for the Lord to do his work. Do not worry. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes. You know what? Don't worry about that other person. Ask the other person. Be gone in the name of Jesus. And eight, refrain from anger and turn away from wrath. Because some of you may be really brewing some anger and critical uh, spirits and a lot of stuff going on in your heart. And you know what? You've got to take that anger, that bitterness, and that root of bitterness and, and remove it and turn away from the wrath, that anger. Because when your husband starts to come home, your wife starts to come home, we need to get rid of all anger, and we love them unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and we're ready, okay? Ready for it all. And do not, it says, refrain from anger, turn away from wrath, do not fret. It leads only to evil. That means on our side, guys. We are not to get angry. We're not to fret. We're not to... Get worry about anything where it only leads to evil. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope, H-O-P-E. How many times do I like to talk about hope? If those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit their land. Now, I'll just, I'll just paraphrase that per Charlene. Inherit your marriage to be restored. Okay? All right, that's Psalm 37. That's a mini teaching. And we are just praising the Lord for that's an opening so you can open up and have your heart opened up that you will be able to worship the King of Kings and sing the songs, read the words, and surrender your heart to the Lord and commit your heart and believe your Lord is King of Kings and he can do anything. We're going to open up with two songs, Mighty to Save and Healer. And the healer song, ask God to heal your wounded, broken heart. And mighty to say, believe God can save your husband, wife, and any of your family members. Let's stand up and worship the King of Kings.
You guys, those words just said, I believe you're my healer. I believe that you are all I need. That is so easy to sing and so hard to believe. And let me tell you right now, it seems like the devil is amping up his attacks because, are you guys feeling it? (laughs) I'm telling you, it is like heartbreaking. Some of the things that we're hearing and the people that are contacting us and the things they're going through and the hurt that they're feeling and the agony that they're feeling and the rejection that they're feeling, and it's hard. But Jesus is all we need, period. And so when you go home and you open an email or you get on social media and you see something that you didn't want to see or you get divorce papers in the mail or whatever it is, Jesus is all you need. And I'm telling you, the devil wants you to believe that it's not enough and that there's something better. But I just actually pulled up an old um, devotional I'm trying to remember the name of it. What would have happened is the name. And throughout the Bible, pull it up. Go to charlenecares.org and pull up the devotional, What Would Have Happened. Go through the Bible and time and time again, what would have happened if people did not obey God and did not wait on his timing and they gave up and did things in their own timing? Because it's hard. It is hard. It's not easy. Nobody said this was easy. Nobody said this was easy. But I know that right now it seems like Pressure is really on a lot of people. And so we are praying for you. We pray for you guys every day when we do our staff devotions. We know we've been there. My mom has been there. I've not been there except from the child side of things. And from the child side of things, it was hard. It was hard. It was, it, and it's harder now for kids that are going through it because they have a lot of other pressures that I didn't have when I was a teenager going through it. I didn't have some of the social media and things like that that these kids have. So anyhow, with that being said, let me read to you from Romans 5, starting in verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of glory. Because this is not it, you guys. This is not it. This is not all there is. We rejoice in the hope of glory because our eternity is what we're striving for, not next Thursday afternoon or next month. We are striving for something much bigger. We rejoice in the hope of glory. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Okay. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And if you're like me, you'd say, okay, I don't really need perseverance. I'm okay without it. But (laughs) perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope. You guys can have hope. And God has not taken his eye off of you. He has not abandoned you. He has not lost his job. He has not lost his authority. He has not lost his ability. But he sees things that we cannot see. Somebody just said to me recently, oh, I just wish I could see the whole future and everything that's happening. And I, it was in my small group at youth group. So they're like, I have high schoolers and they're just like worried about things today. I wish I could see everything that's coming. And I said, no way, because you would go running the other direction. But what has God brought you through? You guys have made it to Monday, October, what is today? The 3rd. 
through what? What have you made it through? You've made it through this and that and separation or divorce or a fight or a relative dying. What have you made it through? And here you are today. So you guys don't give up when I know it's hard and I know there's days where you feel like, Lord, you know, and sometimes I feel like, in my opinion, not representing anything else, but I think it's okay. We can go to God and say, God, what are you doing? And he wants to hear from us and he will answer us and tell us what he's doing and why he's doing it. So you guys, I know it's hard right now. It's, I don't know what's going on, but something good must be coming because people are starting to feel the, uh, the pressure. So with that being said, <laughs> I just wanted to share that. My name is Lori. Um, there's a lot of new people here tonight, so welcome. I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and I work for the ministry, so we're glad that you guys are here. Um, we have a lot of people visiting tonight from out of state, so I just wanted you guys to see who they are, and maybe you could just wave. We have Kim from Houston. Kim's over here. Another Kim from Allen, Texas. Evelyn is here from New York. Melanie and Sarah are here from Alabama. That's Melanie and her daughter, Sarah. And I think that's everybody from out of state. Is there anybody else out of state that I missed? Okay, that's it. So you guys, um, greet the out-of-state people. If this is your first time here to Rejoice Pompano, we are glad that you're here. Um, you were given a little clipboard and a little CD gift, and at the end of the night, we're going to feed you some refreshments, and I would love to just take a couple minutes and go over a couple things with you. So when we're done tonight, if it's your first time here at Rejoice Pompano, if you would meet me at the um, round table at the end before you grab your food, and um, I'll just take two minutes of your time and talk to you real briefly. Um, I also wanted to just let you know about the papers in front of you. In front of you, there's a yellow prayer sheet. So if you have a prayer request um, that we can update our list on, if you could fill that out, there's a basket on the bookstore table, and you could leave it there. If you don't fill out the yellow prayer slip, your prayer request doesn't get updated. See how that works? Like if we don't get it, we don't know what to update. So fill it out if you have something for us to update. And um, there's also an offering envelope. So if you'd like to help contribute to the ministry, you can um, make a donation, and that can also be left in the back. Um, for those of you that are new, we have a sampling of our items with us tonight, the CDs and books that we have, and they're $5 at Bible study. So it's a little cheaper, and you don't have to pay shipping. So the bookstore will be open um, following Bible study if you'd like to look at anything there. Well, we're going to do something important now. And you know what the most important thing to do is when you have those times that you're feeling despair and you're feeling discouragement is not to call your girlfriend or call your friend up or say to your buddy, hey, let's go out. It's to go to God because he's the one who knows what is happening. So we're going to take a few minutes and just have a time of prayer. So there's a lot of us here tonight. If you would just grab one person and just get in groups of two and we're going to just pray. You guys don't even need to spend a lot of time saying who you are and what your request is, but pray for your own request. And the person you're praying with will pay, pray for one of their urgent requests. And then together, you guys can remember to pray for each other throughout the month. You have the prayer list with you, but be lifting each other up and um, praying for each other here because that is what is really going to make a difference. If we're not praying and talking to God and we're just talking about things and not talking to him, we're not going to get anywhere. So let's take a few minutes, grab one other person, and we're just going to have a time of prayer.
Lord, as we continue in this time of prayer, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to come to you. God, there's so many requests in this room, and there's so many requests from the people that are watching us live on Facebook. And Lord, you know all of them. You know the desires of the heart of each person in this room. And God, first and foremost, our desire is to be more like you. And I pray that you would help us to be that. Lord, I pray that whatever it takes to be more like you, that we would just surrender to that. And sometimes that may mean a battle, and sometimes that may mean a valley. God, help us as we go through it, Lord. I pray that we would just be willing to submit to your will and to submit to your timing and everything. God, there's many prodigals and there's many um, children that are represented in this room tonight, Lord. There's extended family and there's co-workers and there's um, cousins and friends. And Lord, we're an example to all of these people and what we're doing, God. And we would not have chosen this path if we were picking up our problems. But Lord, you have allowed this to happen. And so God, we pray that you would be glorified through whatever is happening right now in our lives. Lord, I pray that each and every person that we have contact with through relatives, through friends, through work, would be able to see your hand moving in our lives, God. I pray that they would see that you are who you say you are through what you do in our lives, God. I pray that we would be willing to submit to that, we would be willing to wait on you, and that because of that, we would be a testimony that many would come to Christ because of the problems that we're going through right now. God, I pray that you would be with us the remainder of the night tonight, and I pray that everything that is said and done in this room would bring you glory. I pray that the struggles that the enemy is trying to throw at so many of our people recently would just be defeated and that they would be stopped. And God, regardless of what happens, we know the end of the story, and we know who wins. And help us to not lose sight of that on the days that we're struggling and on the days that they feel like we can't go on. God, I pray for each and every man and woman that is being prayed for right now and represent in this room. And God, even tonight, I pray that they would just sense an unsettledness in their spirit and that they would just be flooded with memories of the past and of the homes that they've walked away from. God, I pray that you would just continually go after them and chase them, Lord. And I pray that they would surrender their lives to you. And as a result of that, that they would turn their hearts back towards home. God, we know this is not a mistake and we know that you can bring this around for your glory. And we just stand and say that we will be willing to stand and we will be willing to go through the fire. And whatever happens, Lord, we know that you have not left us. God, I pray that you would just be with us the remainder of the night tonight and bless this evening. In your name, amen. All right, let's stand and we're going to sing a song. Lost saved, found
I love that song. Do we believe it? We got to believe it and we got to speak it and we've got to pray it and we've got to do all of that. So I'm thrilled to have everybody here tonight. And uh, we have got to pray for Hurricane Matthew. We got to pray that it will, the Holy Spirit will just, God's going to put his arms around it, or the Lord's just going to speak to it and say, shrink up, be gone in the name of Jesus. And we got to lower that number and get it to be gone and not hit anything, just everybody would not have the high uh, category it is. So we need to pray that. I am telling you, this is an assignment, not just for tonight. It's for all of you to do every day, all day long, until we see it go down in size, and we can say, thank you, Lord, and just move it away. We, how many? We've, this is like 13 or 14 this is, and we, how many have gone away and not done the damage? Well, we got to pray it doesn't do the damage, because now uh, I've been sitting in my isolation today. I just found out it's um, maybe coming our way. So we, we want it gone. It's forever for everybody. We don't want it to hit Jamaica. We don't want it to hit um, all of the different ones, Cuba and uh, Haiti. Um, I've I been praying against it hitting Haiti because they don't even have houses. They have those other things that barely is a house. So please, you know what? We're prayer warriors. We need to pray for others. And, there, and that is what I want you to learn with this ministry. We don't just pray about us. We pray for others on the chapel page, on the divorce page. We pray for, I would suggest, and this is a teaching I, I say to you right now, is when you watch the news, please pray for every person that has been hurt, shot, or whatever horrible circumstance they've gone through. Like the train that just hit uh, New York City, or New Jersey, I'm sorry, got to get the right area, New Jersey, and killed a woman, and they don't even know what happened. But I said, you know, you just do not know. We got to be ready to go meet the Lord whenever, but we need to pray for all the people that were injured. It was a miracle there weren't more people hurt. So let us be prayer warriors in all areas. That's all free tonight, but I just love you guys, and I love you to pray for everybody because we need to have prayer warriors for our America, for election, and we need God just to move in our nation, and we need to move God in our weather also where it's um, storming up right now. You know, we talk about storms, and uh, you are in a storm. Most of you are in a storm. Now, I can talk about hurricanes usually 24 hours a day, or I could talk about a hurricane ever hitting us. We, I can talk to you about Wilma, and, and we can remember about situations that happened there. Because I've lived here 50 years plus. So I've gone through hurricanes. I, but I want to tell you, you're in a hurricane right now. Are you not? You, you, you've got some winds that you would like to die down right now. And so I want you to be a prayer warrior for the real Hurricane Matthew out there, but also pray for the hurricanes that are affecting everybody in marriages. And that means in your church. There are a lot of people in your church that are wearing masks and going to church and are hurting and have a hurricane of anger and bitterness and arguing at home. Do you know that? Because we, we find that out. 
So my question to you tonight, are you hurting and are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for the word of God? Are you thirsty to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for everyone that has come out tonight. And we just give you all the praise. We give you all the glory and honor for the worship time we had and the music that is so powerful in the words. And we can worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We can never do anything without you. We are, we are an empty vessel without you. We thank you for our salvation. And Lord, I pray if there is anyone that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that tonight will be the time that they will choose to have a personal relationship with the Lord, that they, if they were to die suddenly tonight, they would know that they know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and know that they would be with him in eternity. Lord, I just pray that we all would examine our hearts and our lives and say, Lord, have I walked away from you? Have I gone astray? Has my husband or wife gone astray? And may I forgive them. How many times? 70 times 7 every day. Lord, may I choose to forgive and may I choose to take that anger and bitterness out of my heart with unforgiveness. Lord, we, can, we have children from all ages, of the babies that we hear to the ones that are 20, 25, and 30, and it goes on up, that we are asking you to touch and heal all the wounded hearts and lives in, all, in the entire family, the husband, the wife, and the children. And may the children not get angry, bitter, and hateful toward the other parent. May you touch them, and may you take the father and a son, and may you just re move all the anger and bitterness that son feels so rejected so angry by what he's doing to their family lord we pray for the daughters who want their fathers to be the only one to be the special girl in their life and now that he has another woman and he doesn't even look at the girls and, and pay attention to them so lord i just pray for all the daughters I pray you would touch the fathers and may they come to their senses and may they start coming back home and testing the waters, but may they love their wife as Christ loved the church, washing her with the water of the word. May the husbands, uh, may the wives uh, respect, submit and respect to their husbands. And may we uh, make the children the reason for the beginning of the reason of why we need to rebuild our marriage on the solid rock, let alone that we are one flesh what God has put together, let us not separate. Lord, we ask that you would just, um, whichever most urgent need that every person has here tonight, we ask that you will meet it. We ask that if it's finances, if it's health, if it's um, peace in their family, if it's whatever it might be, employment, if they need employment, I pray you would meet every one of their financial or emotional or physical or spiritual needs in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would touch me and may I speak the very words that you want me to speak. And Lord, we just ask that you would take Hurricane Matthew. And Lord, I know that you know all about it and I know you know how big it is and you know all the, the countries and that it could hit. And Lord, we ask that you will shrink it down to be nothing. And we just would take the wind out of it and make it a category one or a category zero. And Lord, we believe you can touch that wind and, and this 
calm it down. And Jesus, you can say, be calm as you did in the boat when the disciples thought they were going to die. Lord, we just thank you that we can cry out for you for everything. And if we have faith, we can just believe you are going to do it. And when we have prayed for rain to come to California, it has rained. And we've prayed for the fires to be reduced. We've seen it happen. So, Lord, we just keep continuing to pray and keep speaking in faith. And, Lord, you can then honor whatever your perfect will is. Lord, we just pray for the protection of all of us in every area that may hit, and you pray for your safety and protection for all the people and every single person. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right. I, I did not know the hurricane was where it was today because I go in isolation today. So, you know, Tim said, you hear the latest news. So I go, oh, my goodness. So... Uh, Praise the Lord that we don't have to walk in fear, but we can walk in faith. Where are you in your spiritual walk tonight? Are you still getting hit by the hurricane storm that is aiming straight at you? Are you tired that the hurricane storm seems to be just right all over your house and doesn't seem to be blowing away? And so we need to say, Lord, move the storm. Speak to the storm and put peace in the midst of the storm. Are the waves of rejection, anger, lack of love, lack of no communication, and commitment to your marriage with the bitterness or the anger or the hatred or some of your spouses talking about divorce, talking about separation, talking about a non-covenant marriage, talking about a baby that has happened, that wasn't planned. Lord, please, we're asking you to remove the waves of all these circumstances in the name of Jesus because the enemy is pushing your buttons to try to have you rise up and get angry and bitter and lose your walk with the Lord because of the waves that you're seeing. What are you to do? You're to cry out to your Heavenly Father, and He will hear your cries. Pray the Lord's Prayer. I, there's so many teachers that are on the, that I know a man of God that teach, the, uh, and, and churches close with the Lord's Prayer. But pray the Lord's Prayer. And then cry out, Abba, Father. He's your Heavenly Father. And he said, Abba, cry out to Abba, Father. To start our scriptures tonight, let us turn to Psalm 42, please. I pray that as we even aim and we're headed toward the holidays, as we have Christmas trees up and, and I went to one doctor's office um, recently, and they had a Christmas tree up with Halloween decorations. I, and and I, a patient commented to me about it. She says, what do you think about that? I said, well, they saved a lot of time because <laughs> they put the tree up, and now they will have it ready for them for, for Christmas. So I said, anyway, I said, I, I like enjoying 
it's slowly coming instead of rushing it through. So anyway, I love the holidays. It's very important to us with the ministry because we have been talking since, I believe I started in August this year, to start getting ready to pray for breakthroughs for your husband, for your wife, to come home and to have your marriage to be all it's supposed to be. We have marriages right now are back together again. They're working on relationships. We have husbands and wives that are in home together and they're coming here and they're praying for their marriage to be um, to get all the anger and, and all the problems that we have in the beginning of a marriage or in the middle of a marriage or at the end of a marriage. Uh, maybe 40 years later, they end up decided that they need a divorce. It, that's craziness. You know, so I am saying to you, we want marriages to be all that God created them to be. And there is no one that anything is too hard for God to do. So we want to turn to the Lord tonight. Psalm 42, I'll read it to you. It's going to be verses 1 to 5 and then verse 11. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. And that's what my prayer is tonight. My prayer is that we will make more time for the Lord than less time. My prayer is that you will turn off Facebook or Twitter or your iPad or whatever you watch at nighttime and give the Lord maybe 30 to 45 to 50 minutes, maybe an hour. Even on the weekends, when you have the not, do not have the children, give yourself a couple of hours with the Lord in intervals. I am telling you, when you start to read the Bible and you start even read a, a book, you can start getting so consumed, you forget the time. And you will, can have a relationship that will build and get rooted like an oak tree that is so solid that if a hurricane comes, it probably won't be swayed because the roots are deep. It's like a palm tree. A palm tree is in Florida because it is as a, a, a trunk that, that waves and goes with the flow of a storm. You know, God made everything perfect. And, you know, he, they know uh, what he needed in these certain areas. So it says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. And I know what you know that, what that means. Because how many times have any of us or all of us cried for somebody we love that is going through a difficult problem or marriage problems or our kids are being bullied at school or our kids are having difficulty with a subject and you hurt for them for what they're having to go through. You have had, we have tears for our mother, our father or somebody that's older that is getting cancer. We all have uh, tears flow for many different reasons. But it says, my tears have been my food day and night while men say to me all day long, where is your God? 
These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. That is what we've got to focus on. Verse 5. As the deer pants for streams of water, we have got to understand every animal needs water. Every person needs water. And that is what we are wanting you to understand. That your cats, your dogs, every animal, it can be um, anything that possums or anything around here that you're going to see, needs water. Well, the living water is what we want to focus on today. We want to focus on Psalm 43. Psalm 43 says right underneath here, Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against the ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast on my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Will you do that? I know the Lord will vindicate you. I know that he will defend you. I know he will move the mountains. I know he can do anything because you've se I've seen it for over 25 years and we've seen it. Now let's turn to Matthew. Matthew 5. In Matthew 5, it says... Verse 5 is, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And then verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, the righteousness. Do you remember that in the very beginning of this evening, I read in Psalm 37 about make your righteousness shine like the dawn. And how that vindication, um, how that you can have vindication with the righteousness. You can vindicate. You can win when you are living a Christ-like life. And you are talking to the Lord. And you are praying. And you're, he's hearing you. And you're being all that you want, he wants you to be. You are um, walking with him. We talked about the, all those different scriptures. That he will give you the, the desires of your heart. So we want tonight, we want to understand that in the righteousness of God, that verse 6 is one of the most important verses in the Sermon of the Mount. One of the most important, this is what my concordance is saying. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled up to overflowing. See, if you say, Lord, fill me up, I need you, I need you. Holy Spirit, speak to me. 
Fill me up with the Holy Spirit. I want more, more of you, Lord. Just keep speaking to me. And Lord, when I open up my word, may you speak to me. May you lift off a scripture, a, a, a verse that's just for me, for, for what I've been praying about with my husband, my wife, my children, or all the, the, my little one who is sick. And, and if the Lord says a scripture for you, write it down, date it, so that you know that you know. The, the Lord is saying in Matthew 6, 33, let's flip over to Matthew 6, 33. It's a reference. It's a called cross-reference, which I love to do cross-references on scriptures that I'll go dig deeper into looking at the, at the cross-reference and go and see how many other scriptures I can read on that one scripture. One verse, and I get five other verses, and it gives a magnifying glass of looking at of what the message in this verse is saying. So Matthew 6, um, and I'll just give you an added to it. Write down and study later this week, uh, Matthew 6, 25 to 34, because that says, do not worry. And do you remember what Psalm 37 uh, said? Do not fret. Remember that that was the word I said to you. We're not to fret. We're not to worry. Well, this Matthew 6 goes as a sister that scripture. And it says, do not worry. And I'm not going to have time to read it. But I want you to know that let's go to verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34, I'll read it. It's the end of it. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, or for Matthew, or about um, Hurricane Matthew, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I just thought I'd try to make this personal and real to us. <laughs> At least you're listening. I'm, I'm very proud of you. I didn't know if you know who Matthew was. Not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, since I'm in Matthew. It was a perfect scripture to use, right? I, thank you. I'm glad you appreciate my sense of humor here. <laughs> Matthew 7, I'm sorry, I'm Matthew 6. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen to that word. <laughs> we can say that. So we want to know that we want God to have a foundation. We want him to have us. He wants us to live godly Christ-like lives. He wants us to have us sense the presence of the Holy Spirit when we read the word, when we pray, when we sing. He wants us to know he is right there and you're worshiping the King of Kings. He wants you to speak to him and he will direct your steps. He will say to you in the Bible, it says, turn to the right or turn to the left. He will speak to you. God does speak. If you don't have that um, CD. That is a CD that I did not know God does speak. And I, that's why I divorced my husband, because I allowed my anger, my bitterness, and all to, to stop up my ears, to let me think just like the thoughts the devil kept shooting in my mind. And I just had a battle for my mind, and it was winning, and Satan had it, control of it. And so I just, everything that I believed, everything that, that we had talked about, we said we would never speak divorce. Well, we just walked off that crazy. I just lost all of it. And I was the one 
because the, I went to counselors and pastors and they said divorce them. And I just listened to them say that. I didn't read the word. And if I read the word, I would have found out what the word said. So the word of God, and that's Psalm 119, is a scripture, uh, the longest psalm in the Bible. And it, it would be very good for you to read it because it tells you the power of the word of God and how important it is for your life. And then um, also the kingdom power and is Matthew 6, 33. Then, then in 2 Timothy 4, 8, you can read that it talks about the return of God. We need to be filled up to overflowing. And when we realize all the benefits of reading the word and realizing the Christ-likeness we have, it is, it is going to be great. And while we're in the New Testament, let's flip over to Romans um, chapter 1. It's right afterwards, the Gospels coming up. Acts and then Romans. Okay, Romans, we're going to 15 and 17. It's just the two short verses, so you don't have to read about it. But I prayed tonight about salvation. And we want to pray for our spouses to come to know the Lord or to, if they've gone astray to turn back to the Lord. So Romans uh, 1 verse 15 says that, and this is Paul writing, okay? Paul is the servant of Christ Jesus. He was, verse 1 says he was called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. And of course, you remember Paul. Paul had a Damascus Road experience with the Lord. He uh, was killing Christians, and he uh, was out to destroy all Christians. And he was glad to do it, but God sent his son, Jesus, to confront him. And he said, um, he turned him blind and started speaking to him, and he said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Because you're, you're killing my people. And he goes, and he said, Lord. That was how he answered him. Lord. He knew who he was, Lord Jesus. And he ended up choosing him who had such a bad reputation to be touched, to be transformed. His heart changed completely. And he went and then started speaking to all the Gentiles. And everybody knew about Saul, who turned to a Paul. And that is what's going to happen to you first. You are all the, your weaknesses and failures in your marriage that you made. God's going to touch you and, and, re, and remind you what you need to repent of. And then you're going to change. You're going to be transformed. And then your husband and wife are going to see it, the kids, the people at church, everybody's going to see it, even people at work. And then you're going to be a Saul turned into a Mary or a Bill or a Jane, and they're going to say, what happened to you? And I say, I, Jesus and I now have a personal relationship, and he's more important to me now than ever. Of course, I had to go to work, and one day, and I'm for several days, weeks, months, I talked how bad Bob was, and then I had an encounter with the Lord at church. And then very next day, I went in and said, I'm not, I'm, I'm divorced, but I'm never going to get married because the Lord spoke to me last night at church, 
And I heard a couple share about how they got their marriage restored. So I'm praying for my marriage to be restored, and I'm never going to marry. And I am a new, I am so, every problem, every worry, all the things I worried about, they're gone. The Lord removed them. Because he says, have faith in me. So you can have that happen. And you don't have to let the devil torment your mind. You can just say, devil, get away from me in the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. Okay, now that's who Paul is. He wrote almost half or three quarters of the New Testament. Now that is something to be thankful about. Now, let's say, verse 15, it says, this is why I am so eager to preach the gospel. Also to you who are at Rome, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness comes from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Are we righteous tonight? Amen. We are righteous tonight, and we want to live our life by faith. We want to have faith. We want to walk in hope and trust the Lord that he is going to do all that needs to be done, first in your heart and life, then in your spouse's heart and life, and then we want all of our children to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Elmer Towns, co-founder of Liberty University, said, the greatest miracle for humans is the power of God to transform a sinner into a saint. Oh, do you like that one? I like that one. I knew you would like that one. I found that and I go, that's a winner. And it's, it's you got to write it down. The greatest miracles for humans is the power of God to transform a sinner into a saint. Will you believe that for yourself and for your husband or wife and for your prodigal children and for your mother or father, aunt, uncle, brother, sister, cousins who do not know the Lord? Be that they, though they look like a sinner now and saying and doing a lot of things they should not do, Will you believe that God can transform them into a saint? Don't give up on your husband or wife. Don't give up on your kids. God wants to transform all of us. He wants, Jesus was sent to come to seek and save the lost. Everyone, he wants everyone to be in heaven. But we need to proclaim the gospel. You and I have the responsibility to tell others about Jesus. And if we zip our lips, we will have the Bible not be able to be in the schools. We will have other Ten Commandments taken out of all the buildings. If we do not speak up, we're going to lose our religious righteousness, our, our freedom in, in religion. So we need to pray for us to pray for others and for us to, to get involved and pray for 
everything that's going on in our world in all situations. The greatest power that was the transformation is a lost sinner turned into one who lives for, by faith. Now, I'm just going to give you an example tonight. The Holy Spirit is called living water. And I'm going to show you that, and I'm just going to pour a little water here. And then I'm going to give you, would you like some water? Are you thirsty for the word of God? Are you thirsty? Well, I would suggest you start reading the Bible more and know all these scriptures and start praying special scriptures for your husband, your wife, your children. You can get a notebook and you can separate it and you can put your husband on one section, your children on one section, your mom and dad for another section and find scriptures for every one of them depending on their issues. So here's living water. Let me take you to some more scriptures. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Now, if I was to drink this right now, it says, Isaiah 55, Come, all you heart thirsty, come to the waters, and you have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread? And your labor on what does not satisfy. Listen. Listen to me. And eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the riches of fear. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My love, my faithful love promised to David. See, I made him a witness to the people. A leader and commander of the people. Skip down to verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Read that, mark that, do whatever what part you want to do it. But seek the Lord that he may be found. Call on him while he's near. We need to draw near to God. We need to let the wicked forsake his way. We need to put it on your husband or wife or our names in it, your kids' name, family names, and that they will forsake their wicked ways. The evil man, his thoughts, that your husband or wife or your family members that are away from the Lord are thinking negative thoughts. They're believing the lies of the enemy. They are thinking and believing the lies of the enemy. It's not that they're bad people. They are blinded and deceived by the enemy. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10.10. 10. So it says, and the evil man has thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. So here is your answer. And to our God, for he will freely pardon Take this scripture and put your husband or wife's name in it and say, Lord, let my husband, my wife, and their name turn 
and turn the evil, turn his mind from his evil thoughts. Turn to me, my husband or wife, may Bob, I'll use Bob's name. May Bob turn to the Lord and may he, you have mercy on Bob and to our God for he will freely pardon my husband Bob. And he did. So for my thoughts are not your thoughts. My way, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Well, I know that. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. And as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish though it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire to achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I met the new people early before I, we started tonight. And I asked five women, I said, has God given you one scripture, one promise to, to know that you know that God is going to restore your marriage? And you know what? Everyone said they had given one promise. And I said, then you don't need any more. That's all we need is one. But now, I, I know that's funny because how many times, I need one more. Could you have me one more? One more, Lord. I am having a bad week. I need confirmation that I'm not taking a detour road. No, my husband or wife is taking a detour road, but I'm on a detour road of doubt and fear and unbelief right now. And so we, we have to say, Lord, believe that, that you, what you said to me, will be accomplished. Yes, it may take some time, but God said he created eternity, and we, he's got an assignment for us. It's a calling. It's an assignment for our family to get back together again. We do not want our daughters and our sons to have to go through divorce, and if we can block it and stop it and have our parent, uh, the mom and dads say, we're not gonna, we're gonna break it right now. No more generational sins. So we need to pray for that, we need to do it, and we need to go on. Now, let us go to uh, John 4. I love John 4. I've been studying it and reading it for about two weeks since I was reading the, my Bible through in a year. And I came to John, and John really spoke to me. And I'm not going to deal with John and all the ways that I could in John chapter 4. So just know that in case some of you know John chapter 4. But John chapter 4 talks with, about, with a Samaritan woman. And the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. <clears throat> so they finally believed the Lord really was Jesus. Now he had to go through, Jesus had to go through Samaria. And he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. Let me say this, and I'm not going to go into a history lesson because of my time. But the Jewish people did not like the Samaritans. And do you remember the Samaritan that was on the road? And the good Samaritan is what they labeled it in your Bible probably. And everybody went by the Samaritan, and what did they do? They left him. They, 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 the purse was bleeding and dying, 
And they obviously did not have Americans like we have because we have Americans lately that are going into cars and rescuing babies and kids and families and firemen and, and policemen. They care. And the, the Jewish people, even a, a rabbi walked by him and did not do it. But it was the lowly of low that did it and even took him and put him on his donkey and said, I will pay. So we want you to understand the good Samaritan. A Samaritan is, was not considered good, but the good Samaritan became good. But here is, he's in the city now, and he went to a well. And Jesus was tired from the journey, as I verse, started verse 6. And he sat down by the well, and it was about the sixth hour, which is 4 p.m., and when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said, will you give me a drink? Will you give Jesus a drink? Would you be willing to give Jesus a drink? Would you spend time with him? Well, that's what they asked this woman, the Samaritan woman. His disciples had gone to town to buy food, and the Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked for you, I drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Living water. This is living water. So he said, Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. What can you get? Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from itself, as did also his sons and his flocks? Jesus says, Everyone who drinks this water, a little bit closer. will never thirst. Drinks this water will be thirst. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Do you want eternal life? Do you want the living water? from the Lord Jesus Christ. We all do. But we have to drink the right living water. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have come to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Well, go call your husband and come back. And, I, and she goes, I have no husband. And she replied, Jesus said to her, you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is you have five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. And the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. 
we worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has come now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are, kind, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. And the woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And this is one of the few times that Jesus said, I who you speak to, I who speak to you. Am he? How many times while he was going to be tortured, and how many times did the Roman soldiers and Herod and, and Pilate and everybody ask Jesus, Are you the King of Kings? And then, Are you the Son of God? He would, he would never acknowledge it, but this place he did. Just then, his disciples returned, and they were surprised he was talking to a Samaritan woman. And so they said, um, nobody asks, what are you doing? They didn't say that to their Lord. But she left leaving her water jug and, and went and started to go back. And she said to her friends at this small town and city, come see a man, verse 29, who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way to him because one woman made the difference to go and say, I met a man that knows everything about me. And you know what? Jesus knows everything about you. Your, Jesus knows everything about your husband and children. We must go to the Lord and be filled up with the word and let him speak to you through the power of the presence of the Lord that he does speak to us in just a way that we, only the Lord can explain. But his thoughts, he, you can just have a thought come across your mind and that's the answer what you've been praying for, how to run a business or how to cut corners on your finances. The Lord will give you a thought and it will come in your mind, and right then you know that that is the Lord giving you the solution to your prayers of what you've been praying and what you need to do. If you haven't had it happen, try it. It'll change your life. The Holy Spirit is real. The Lord left the greatest counselor for all of us to know his will, his way, and, and to know what we need to do in different circumstances. But he said... And jump down to verse 34. My job, he says, you need to eat. The, the disciples want him to eat. And he said in verse 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more in the harvest? I will tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop. And so he comes and he's saying to them, look, the fields are white. I believe the fields are white, white right now for us to proclaim the gospel to so many people. 
who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. There are Muslims, there are all denominations that, are, are, that have never known the Lord, never went to church in America, and they are having marriage problems, and they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. It is amazing when you read the testimonies, you will hear, I never went to church, and then they come to know the Lord, and the Lord's spoken to them. We need to pray for the harvest, that you will be used in the harvest, because one woman was used to go and tell her town and her friends to come. I believe I've met the Christ. And all you have to say is come. Come to church with me. You've got problems. Come to church with me. You'll enjoy it. And let me tell you, or just say at home, I know the Lord. Let me pray for you. Will you let me pray for you? You can make a difference right where you are, regardless of your circumstances, and you can start to do it. It doesn't matter. When I was reading this and reading the concordances, and you know what it said, is do you know of one person that made a difference because of how the when they shared the gospel of what happened. And instantly, I thought of, of um, David Wilkerson. Bob and I love Teen Challenge. And David Wilkerson went to New York City and had nothing. But God, he, he surrendered to the ministry, and he was burdened to go to New York City to share the gospel. He was, um, lived in a small town. And he went and started walking the streets, asking people to go to church. And he then met with, I didn't check with the person's name that, that was it, but they made the movie, The Cross and the Switchblade, because he met with one gang member and he started asking him and talking to him and asking him to come to church and finally after he kept pursuing him and kept pursuing him finally he went to church and he accepted the lord and then he went back to the other gang members and they all started coming to church and it ended up that new york city a, a lot of the gang members i don't have stats but i don't so i don't want to illustrate something that's more, but he was known for saving the gang members in New York City because he was willing to go into the bad neighborhoods and tell them, Jesus loves you. Jesus can help you. You don't have to kill each other. You don't have to fight with each other. You know, God can re remove that anger, that hate. And that is then he built Teen Challenge. He birthed it. Be, why? Because all the gang members were on drugs, alcohol, and doing all the things wrong. And so he created Teen Challenge to have and tell them, you go to Teen Challenge for a few months a year, and you can be delivered, you can be set free. And it's been going on for years and years across the United States in different countries. And there is one man that told one man, come to church, who was a gang member, and look what God has done in delivering and set men and women free, regardless of their addiction, regardless of the cocaine, regardless of pornography, regardless of alcohol. 
you have got to believe that with God, nothing, nothing is impossible. The living water, the living water, the Holy Spirit is the greatest counselor. And he will set your husband, your wife, your children free. We need to believe that that encounter with that woman, it changed that whole town, that whole city. And, and we have got to say, he used a woman that was a sinner. But because Jesus talked to a sinner and he knew everything about her, she went and told others. Let that be used by you, that you can talk to a sinner and you may share your story and you may tell them what God can do and you can, you can pray with that sinner and you may never know who they will talk to and who they may bring into to the Lord and it will multiply into multiplication. Just share at the grocery store. Share Jesus loves you. Share. I, stare, I shared at the grocery store the other day. I went and picked up a couple of vitamins. And uh, when I did, I was walking out and I said, um, I don't remember how I started it. I always pray, give me the right words to start it. But I said, I hope you um, know the Lord or something like that. And uh, I, or I said something, how was he doing? And he goes, I'm, I'm very thankful. I was in a car accident uh, two weeks ago. And I said, oh, my goodness, are you all right? And he goes, yes, I was uh, in a car accident. Uh, the car was totaled, and we both should have died. I should have died, but I had not a scratch on me. And I said, oh, you must have a praying mother or grandmother. And he goes, well, I'm a believer. And I said, well, then God protected you. He goes, yes, ma'am. Well, I said, well, I hope you tell everybody that God is good and he protected you. Simple in just walking my car with groceries to the car that we were able to share the greatness of God. Share it. Share him. Because you know what? He said that. And I said, you be sure to tell everybody how God saved you and rescued you. All right, ma'am, I will. And I mean, imagine. That is what we've got to proclaim. Jesus is the answer. Where are you? Are you rejected? Are you hopeless? Or will you believe in God's mighty power? That boy knows, that teenager knows that God rescued him and saved him. He, he believes in him. And I, there's nobody, I don't think, that could t tell him that God is dead. And I think that he knows that he knows. So will you draw near to God? Will you surrender your heart and life to the Lord today? Hourly, daily, weekly, will you share with others? Will you tell your kids that the spiritual battle, we don't have to believe in the lies of the enemy. We do not need to, we need to hear John 10, 10, my sheep hear my voice. John 8, 32 says, if Jesus says, if God were your father, would you love me? For I have come here from God. I'm not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Now, this is where the enemy is talking about. This is about Jesus telling us that there is a devil. Listen to this. John 8, 42, it starts. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I said. You belong to your father, the devil, 
and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you don't hear is that you do not belong to God. Satan is out to lie to you, dear Sanders. He is, he is wanting to give you those thoughts that are all the bad things about your husband, about your wife, about your kids, about anything, about the circumstances, about imagining what they're doing or imagining conversations they're having or you're imagining what your kids are saying and doing, doing between fighting. God is a God of peace. And God is not wanting to play tricks in your mind. He is not speaking condemnation. God is speaking Holy Spirit conviction in your mind. And he's speaking love to you and direction to you. He loves you so much. So are you ready to say, devil, get away from me? And the way I talked about tonight about getting a notebook and putting in scriptures for your husband, that we take the battle of our mind and we take thought. We need to do that for ourselves. Whatever situation, whatever circumstance may be coming against you, may I suggest, Lord, give me scriptures. Now, we talked about Isaiah 55, and I said use 6 and 7 there. And there's Isaiah 37, there were many scriptures in Isaiah 37 that I started at the very beginning. And you can become and you start using those nuggets of gold. And if you can, like in the war room, you can go around your house and say, I dedicate this house to you, Lord. And Satan, get out of the house in the name of Jesus. You can do that. You know, you know we got to get serious about standing and fighting for our marriage because the devil is doing any tricks and schemes he can to, to ruin our, our lives. But God is greater. So guard your heart, as it says in Proverbs 4, and become a student of endure of the word. Love the Lord with all your heart, as it says in Ephesians 3, 16 to 20. Believe in the power and the strength of God. He can do anything. There's no limit. In Psalm 73, verse 26, it says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Prayer must change us first before it can change our circumstances. Is that true? Prayer must change us before it can change our circumstances. We can't do it the short way, people. But if we will pray, if we will surrender our hearts and lives, we will come into the presence of God while we read the word, while we read a devotional. But first, every day, wake up and say, I surrender my heart to you, Lord, and I submit my heart to you, and we will... Um, Turn to you, and let me close with Psalm 46. If it's not too long, I'll just do a couple of verses. And 
Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. I want you to know this. This is a psalm you can take, you can memorize, or you can just get the nuggets of gold and understand who you are in the Lord. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though as waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. I'm going to jump down. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. I'm going to go over to verse 10 and close. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the living water that you gave the Samaritans in that city, that they all came. They all believed you and came to know the Lord. And that whole town was saved because one woman made a difference. We all can make a difference where we live, where we work, and where we go to church by sharing that Jesus is the answer for marriage problems. Jesus is the answer for our children problems. Jesus is the answer in every situation. Lord, we can share with family and friends the importance of knowing the word of God and knowing it and it speaking to us. Lord, we ask that you would touch every circumstance that's here and may we pray about it and may we seek the Lord first about it and not speak and tell 20 people about our circumstances and about our husbands or wives and, and criticize them and share the gossip but may we speak it to you and may you turn it around to good. May you block and stop any and all uh, fiery darts that are coming against our husbands, wives, children, or any loved ones. May you stop it right now in the name of Jesus. May you deliver them. May you set them free from any and all addictions and any bondage. And we will just give you the praise and the glory. Lord, speak to them loudly every day to come to their senses, to come home, back to their families, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Okay. We're, to God be the glory. Isn't that awesome? You all sit. Uh, Thomas, Dave, Deanne, uh, Beverly, and Donna, um, would you all come up, and we're going to pray uh, as a group across here like we did last time. And they're going to pray for men, women, wives, husbands, and children, and teenagers. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this ministry. Just pray that you please grant uh, Charlene and her family special divine spiritual wisdom and knowledge to continue to guide your ministry, Father, for, the, for a Holy Spirit revival for all the dying, dead, and divorced marriages to come, come back to life, Father. And Father, also pray and grant all the people here divine wisdom for the knowledge of you <clears throat> and also for the knowledge of your presence and for the knowledge of your reality versus the reality of the world. And Father, to also know the hope of your calling 
calling for the restoration of our families, of our relationship with our spouse, and with, uh, with the, for the restoration of our marriage. And to know the greatness, Father, of your power to help us to persevere through the circumstances that confront us day to day, and for your patience, and for patience, Father, to wait for your timing, and also for obedience to Amen. your calling, and for what you say, for for what uh, marriage is is to be permanent. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. We thank you for this day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Your sons and daughters stand before you, dear Lord, humbly but boldly, touching in agreement for all the prayers, dear Lord, that will go forth tonight. We thank you for your guidance, your protection, and your unconditional love, dear Lord. We know that nothing is too hard for you and nothing is impossible with you. We pray that each and every one of us, dear Lord, will thirst for that living water that Charlene spoke about tonight and that we will always, dear Lord, keep our focus on you and not our circumstances, Father God, and just look to you, dear Lord, and just live by faith. As Charlene also said, the righteous will be known by their faith. And so we pray for that faith that is small as a mustard seed, dear Lord, and we just... We just give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. These Amen. things we pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit tonight, as we were reminded tonight about the woman at the well. And, Lord, she had five men she was with. There were other women, other men. Lord, it's just your Holy Spirit. It was her being in your presence Lord, that changed her. So we're going to lift up the prodigals tonight. Amen. That your Holy Spirit presence right now Amen. be with them to change them, Lord, to, to run like she ran. Father, run to truth. Lord, we pray um, against the lies that are in their, their minds right now, and we pray your Holy Spirit will replace it with truth. We thank you for the reminders tonight about how faithful you are and how good you are and that you say, come, all of you who thirst. May they thirst for the word. And we pray for all the standers tonight, Father, that they continue to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, that their faith would not waver, that they would keep their focus up to you, to Jesus, not their spouse, but to you because you are faithful, Father. And we're going to thank you in advance for the victory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify you and glorify you tonight. We declare that you are God alone, that there is none like you, none compared to you. You are the sovereign Lord. And, Father, that means that you rule and you reign, that you are still on your throne and you are in control. You are Alpha, Omega, beginning, end, first, and last, Father God. We thank you, God, that you are no respecter of persons. Father, you have restored many marriages. You have saved, healed, delivered, and set many prodigals free across this globe, Father God. And we are asking you to do it again and again and again, Father, for all of our prodigals out there, 
our spouses, our children, our loved ones, Father God. Lord, I want to lift up those before you that are in bondage, that are addicted, Father God. I have this in my family and my relatives, and I know many of us do, Father God, where there's alcohol, drugs, pornography, sex, gambling. Father, whatever it may be, we know that it is not of you. We know it is bondage. The Bible calls it bondage. It is an enslavement, Father. So, Lord, we have the power and authority in the name of Jesus. He said, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever we bind in heaven is bound on earth. Whatever we loose in heaven is loosed on earth. So, Father, we take all power and authority right now over the power of the enemy and our prodigal's lives. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we bind every addiction, every addiction, every bondage. Oh, Father, every spirit of whoredoms to sexual addiction, sexual sins, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Oh, Father, we know that they are just deceived by the enemy. So we bind you, Satan, the strong man. We bind all of your wicked demons right now from our loved ones, our families, in the name of Jesus. And we cast you into the sea. Your word says, speak to the mountains. We speak to the mountains of addictions right now, all forms of addictions, and we cast them into the sea in the name of Jesus. And we declare that whom the Son, Jesus Christ, sets free is free indeed. So, Father, we bless you. We bless you tonight that you will save our prodigals. They will not perish in darkness because it's not your will. You want all to come to repentance, Father. So, God, have mercy on them. God, protect them. God, snatch them out of the kingdom of darkness. Bring them back into the kingdom of your marvelous light, the kingdom of Christ. We declare and decree, Father God, that you will loose every labor across their path, every resource across their path. Father, you know the right time, the right place. You know exactly what they need to hear, what they need to see. Father, you know how to pierce their hearts and capture their hearts, God. Reveal your love, your goodness, and your truth, Father God, that will set them free and draw them to repentance in the name of Jesus. Father, we, you know the roots of the issues, Father God, and we know that the enemy builds up strongholds in their minds. Father, right now, we tear down those strongholds. We cast down every argument, every vain imagination, every high and lofty thing that would try to exalt itself against the true knowledge of God. And Father, we take all their thoughts captive to the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we declare, Father, that nothing can separate them from your love. Nothing Nothing, Father God, no guilt, no shame, no embarrassment, condemnation, unworthiness, fear. Father, all the things that the enemy would use to keep walls and barriers between you and them, we say no more. No more. They're all coming down. The walls are coming down. And we declare, Father, that they are going to have an encounter with you. They're going to have a Damascus Road experience with your light, with Christ, with your glory. Father God, and they are going to be transformed. We claim it tonight in Jesus' name. They're going to be transformed, Father. And they're going to be made new. They're going to be new creations in Christ Jesus. They're going to come home to you and they're going to come home to us. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, help us to see through your eyes. Help us to look at them through the eyes of compassion. Help us to say, Father, I forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the name of Jesus, 
We break every curse and we declare that Jesus became a curse on that tree and that whom he sets free. We declare they are free and they are coming home quickly, suddenly, soon, Father, soon. God, have your way. Have your way, God. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You are sovereign ruler providential power over this nation. God, have mercy on us. We are crying to you as the people of this nation, Lord. Lord, we are asking for your mercy. We deserve your judgment. God, have mercy on us as a people. We are a sinful people, and God, have mercy on us. Lord, we need a revival across this nation. We need you, Lord. Have mercy on us. Lord, it is written in your word in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, your word, Lord, says that then you will hear from heaven and, Lord, you will forgive us of our sins and heal our land. And, Lord, we need healing across this land, this nation, this United States of America. And, Lord, it is written in 1 John 1 and 9 that if we confess and repent of our sins, that you are a faithful and just God to forgive us of our sins. And we are crying before you, Lord, as a people, Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, honor the prayers of your Christian remnant in this nation. Have mercy on us, Lord. Lord, raise up a standard, as it says in Isaiah 59 and 19, when the enemy comes in like a flood. Lord, your word says that you will raise up. Raise up, Lord. Raise up. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard and come against it. And, Lord, we cry to you to come against, Lord, and destroy the spirit of jealousy and the spirit of murder that is running rampant across this nation. Lord, have mercy on us that our citizens are killing our law enforcement, and our law enforcement is killing our citizens. God, have mercy for all the school shootings and killings of senseless, ridiculous, hurting our youth. Have mercy on the children of this nation, Lord. Help them, Lord. God, and direct them, Lord, that they know what this country was founded on, the biblical truths that this country was founded on, Lord. Our children need direction, Lord. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord, for the use of pornography in this nation and the spirit of lust and the spirit of whoredoms. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to destroy it, Lord. Cut it off at the tap root with the mighty sword of the Spirit. For the abortions in this nation, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord, where we're trying to define marriage. You ordained marriage, and it is sacred in your sight. And it is to be your way, which is the only way. Lord, have mercy on us. What have we done to the Federal Marriage Protection Act, Lord? God, have mercy on us that it's even gotten to the point where we're questioning something as simple as going to the restroom in a public restroom. God, have mercy on us. Where have we come to in this nation? 
Lord, we need you. Have mercy on us, Lord, and we ask, Lord, for you to rule and overrule with this upcoming election in November. Oh, Lord, have mercy, your word says in Proverbs 21 and 1, that the king's heart is in the Lord's hand, and God turns the heart whichever way he wills. Oh, God, please, Lord, we need truth in this nation. Raise up truth and dispel the darkness, Lord, and give us a godly president, a godly president that has had a radical transformation, a Damascus Road experience. Oh, God, we lift to you the branches of the government in this nation, the executive branch, the president, the vice president, the cabinet. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We lift to you the legislative branch of the Congress and the Senate and the House of Representatives and the judicial branch, Lord, of our judges and our court system and our governors and our mayors and commissioners and people in places of authority across this nation, Lord. May they all be brought to the truth and make wise decisions where it pertains to making decisions over this nation. God, where we have come to, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We don't want your judgment. We're asking for your mercy. We are crying for your mercy, Lord. We ask, Lord, to we lift to you our churches and our pastors, our pastors in the pulpit. May they be full of the truth of Almighty God and biblical teaching. Oh, Lord, may they be on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we ask if not, Lord, that you would remove them. Remove them, Lord. We want your truth. We want your way, Lord. You rule the, the universe. You rule this nation. And it is your spiritual laws that stand over this nation, Lord. Have mercy on us. Have mercy, Lord. We ask, Lord, to raise up at this time the Josephs and the Deborahs for such a time as this, the watchman on the wall of Isaiah 62. And, Lord, we want the spirit of the Lord of 2 Corinthians 3.17. That where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we want freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. We want you to be the head. We want in God we trust over this nation. We want our nation to stand one nation under God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Pledge of Allegiance and in our school systems, and our children, and our youth. Lord, we need you. We want you, Lord. Come, Almighty God, Holy Spirit, pour out your spirit upon this nation. And Lord, we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory for who you are. We need you. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, mercy. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, and we praise you for hearing our prayers. We cry to you, Lord. We need you. Have mercy on us. In Amen. Jesus' blessed, holy, powerful, and glorious name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We praise you. We worship you. And Lord, we ask that you would rebuild, restore, and resurrect every hurting or dead marriage. And Lord, that is our prayer tonight. We're asking you to be with every husband and wife that are in-home prodigals or we're talking about separation, talking <clears throat> about divorce. And we ask that you would have touched both of them and filled them up 
with that unconditional agape and eros love. We just ask you to overflow them with that by the power of the Holy Spirit that one of them will start crying out to you, asking you to rescue them and build their marriage up and restore it and rebuild it, resurrect it, and Father God, and build it on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you be with all the ones that are speaking non-covenant marriages. We ask that you would sever, cut, and destroy any and all ungodly relationships with the husbands, wives, with children or rebellious children, that they would not get in unhealthy relationships. Lord, protect our children. Protect our husbands and wives that are gone astray. And Lord, we ask that you would go after them, calling them by name and telling them to come home. Come home like the prodigal son. The prodigal son became desperate and had lost everything, and he came to his senses. And Lord, we're asking that you would touch every prodigal around the world, that you would touch them and bring them to their senses, regardless of their age, and that they would come to their senses and escape from the trap of the enemy. And they will pick up the phone and start calling a man, a friend, a woman that is their closest friend that they knew, knew the Lord, and may they tell them that I need help. I need to have you pray for me. I need to go back home, and I don't even know the way back. But Lord, you said that you would show them the way of escape. And Lord, I just pray you would bring the prodigals home before Christmas. We are praying before Thanksgiving. We are praying for a breakthrough, suddenly, quickly, soon, and now, Lord. We are praying that as we pray for others, as we pray for uh, other people, as we pray for other nations, the other standards around the world, that you are going to re respect us and know that we're crying out for a mass tsunami of marriages being restored this year and the holiday season. And we're praying it, we're believing it. Lord, help us fast and pray and let us make a sacrifice to pray for the others also. And not about me, it's about others and, and praying for all of us. Lord, we know that you can do it. We know nothing is too hard. We see the testimonies already, and we ask that the ones that are starting the process, the ones that have come home, the ones that are, are starting the process, we ask you would give the mercy, grace, and forgiveness, and unconditional love to both of them as they rebuild their marriage. And Lord, may the, uh, the children who have been wounded and hurt, may you kill every one of the children. Take the anger, the bitterness, the hatred, and, and the unbelief that they will stay home. <coughs> as Tom said to his father, I do not believe you're going to stay, Dad. I don't believe it. And Lord, he did stay. Lord, I pray that you would take all the false starts and the ones that are testing the waters and then they leave and you bring them home and then they leave again. And Satan keeps tempting them to go back into the garbage and, and into the, to the sinful lifestyle. Lord, we ask that you will crucify the sinful nature in every one of us.
us and every one of our spouses, and we ask that you will crucify the sinful nature and then fill us up with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the faithfulness, and the self-control. Oh, Lord, help us to be all that we need to be and restore, resurrect, and rebuild our marriages. And may you get all the glory, you get all the honor, you get all the praise. May we get none of it. But we say, look what God has done. We give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.